The NFL Draft is right around the corner. We have our JWB ADP for our rookies, but we all know that draft capital can shift and change a lot how we perceive players, how we perceive rookies, and especially where they can go in those drafts, those rookie drafts. Which player stands to move the most in ADP post-NFL draft? Uh, for me, I think right now it's got to be Hendon Hooker, actually, um, the quarterback. He has a current ADP of 3.01. And I know we – I don't know how much stock we can really put into these mock drafts, but we saw one where he was a first-round pick today. And if he were to draft, be drafted anywhere in the first round, I mean, he has to be pretty much late first rookie pick at the, at the worst. Yeah, I'm with you on Henry Hooker. I think there's some people that I talk to a lot that seem to be really on this guy. We've seen before some teams will move into the end of the first to go ahead and grab that rookie QB to get that fifth-year option. And there seem to be some teams uh, that like Hooker. He seems to be – the drumbeat seems to think that Hooker is moving himself up the boards a bit. So I like the call on Hooker. Let's roll the intro. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. N- no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listened to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Folks, you know what it is. This is the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. I'm your host at FF Tyler. Oh, Tyler, joined by Chris Miles from DFF. He's a staff writer there. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me. I love this opportunity. Can't wait to talk some rookies with you. It is that season we love to talk about. We started off by talking about head and hooker. Um, might as well stick on that subject here with these quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's it's tough really to see like you know Stroud or or Bryce Young any of their ADP like shift too much. They're already like you know going as the rookies 102 and 103 in our ADP. But, you know, Anthony Richardson at the 105, you know, there's, there's a world when a team trades up to the 103, like the, the fourth, the third, the fourth, the fifth pick in the actual NFL draft to try to grab a Will Levis, to try to grab an Anthony Richardson. We Right now we have Anthony Richardson at 105, and we have Will Levis at the 107 in terms of rookie draft ADP. Is there something that could happen in the NFL draft that you think either one of these dudes could get a bit of a rise? Um, I don't think we can really move up too much. I think if – you know, Will Levis maybe is the one. If he goes top five, I could see him moving up a couple spots, mm-hmm. maybe to 105. But really, I think Will Levis is more in danger of dropping significantly because if yeah. he, you know, ends up slipping in the draft, I could see him definitely fall, you know, five spots to the bottom of the rookie first round. Is like Right now we have JSN pretty comfortably ahead of Anthony Richardson, 104, 105. I know we're kind of splitting hairs here. But, you know, with the top, you know, the third pick off the board, um, some rumblings that some teams are trying to move up to the, the third position to to put themselves in to probably grab a quarterback. Say that is Anthony Richardson. And we do see um, Anthony Richardson come off the board in the third pick of the actual NFL draft. Do you think the case can be made for him to jump above JSN to the 104? I think it's a fair argument. Um, I would still be picking JSN. Uh, and it's kind of about my process of approaching rookie drafts. I want... Um, if sim- if I feel like the ceilings are similar, and both of them, you know, they have first-round startup ADP ceilings, I want somebody that I feel is a more sure hit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like JSN, you know, he's not a chase-tier prospect, but JSN is as surefire as you're going to get as a wide receiver prospect. So I'd lean him instead of Anthony Richardson. 
I think I'm absolutely with you on that. There's nothing that happened. If Anthony Richardson went 101 in the NFL draft, I would still probably take JSN over him. I agree. Just because of how I would feel about him as a prospect. Is there anything in the draft that could change your mind about C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? I think the question I guess I would have for you is um, right now we have Stroud 102, Bryce Young 103. It's been pretty solid, the 102-103. But, you know, is there a world when Bryce Young does go to the 101 to Carolina? Uh, maybe C.J. Stroud goes a little bit later, like, say, like the Texans or something like that. Could that change your mind? Maybe you have Bryce Young ahead of uh, C.J. Stroud, and I'm jumping the gun here. But is there anything that can happen there at the very top? Because I think we're pretty locked in the very top. Is there anything that can happen at the very top that might change your mind in terms of maybe moving Bryce ahead of C.J. if you don't have it already? So I do have C.J. as my one right now. Yeah. Um, with how – it's such a large talk, actually, with how dynasty players value people. And if you know – Stroud were to go to like the Texans and have a poor year and Young goes to the Carolina and have a good year, Young's probably going to have more value after that first season than Stroud. But I still want to lean with how I view them as prospects and I would still take Stroud ahead of Young. Fair enough. Is there any of the quarterbacks you think we're talking about? I mean, we pretty much touched on the big five, as I call them. I think I've, I've decided to start talking about Hendon Hooker in the top five, but I'm not really crazy about anybody else. I think all these other quarterbacks, McKee, Hayner, Hall, DTR, Stetson Bennett, they're all like day three guys. You know, it, if a team takes one of these guys in day two, does that change anything? Just kind of a last deep cut here at quarterback before we shift over to the, a different position. I think if Stetson Bennett went day two, I would be interested in him in kind of like that early third area, basically okay. where – um, a little in front of where Sam Howell was going last year. And if he did go, you know, in the fourth or fifth round, I view him pretty much exactly as Sam Howell as like a mid third round pick in rookie drafts. Makes He's sense. the only guy that I think could really matter basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, I'm not really, you know, very bullish on him as a prospect, but there's a lot to be said about NFL teams liking Stetson Bennett, see what he's done um, in his years at Georgia, that it, there is a case to be made that an NFL team does like him and, and pulls a trigger early. I do. I do like that call. Yeah. The NFL likes proven winners, a quarterback, and he's definitely a proven winner in college. Absolutely. Let's shift over to the running back position. Um, I mean, Bijan at this point in time, like, you know, everyone loves the guy. Generational prospect, people throw it around, whatever. And anyways, what we do know is that he's one of the best running backs we've seen in years. I think everyone can at least agree on that. Pretty much a lock in the first round, which, you know, we don't, you know, these days, like recently at least, like running first round running backs are pretty rare, but Bijan makes the case. He already sits at the 101, so he's not going to really rise at all. But I just at least want to touch on this. And Is there a world when, like, you know, the value of the 101 can maybe increase even more if a certain situation happens? Or is the Bijan Robinson stuff sort of, you know, it's pretty much already been sussed out where everyone's got it right, doesn't matter where he goes. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, in reality, yeah, there's nowhere LP can really go. But he should fetch probably he should, he should be more tradable if he goes to a good landing spot like mm -hmm. you know if the eagles took him in the top 12 i mean he should be you know one of the best rb prospects including draft capital of the last decade at that point yeah i, I agree there's some situation when it's good but i mean his first round lock i mean i could think of some teams that wouldn't be like ideal but even that wouldn't change my mind on Bijan. so i think it's pretty straightforward um, let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. I think pretty safely, um, you know, feel free to disagree, but pretty safely everyone's RB2. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Jameer Gibbs at this point in time. Um, but, it, like, let's say there's a world where, like, you know, right now he's, like, 
I'm looking at the NFL mock draft database for those folks who don't know what it is. It, it's sort of like a collection of all the mock drafts that happen all over the place. They put them together. Sitting at the 34, so an early second round selection. I've seen him kind of be picked like in the in the beginning of the first. Let's say he finds his way into that first round. Does that change anything for you? We have Gibbs in our JWB rookie ADP at the 106. Do you like that spot? Do you think he can rise if he goes in the first? I'm not a huge fan of Gibbs okay. personally. Um, I think the difference between the first round and the early second doesn't really mean much to me mm -hmm. in terms of running back hit rates. Um, I just have a quick data piece here from my data, uh, model. Yep. RBs picked between 2.01 and 2.16. They have a overall hit rate of 89% and an elite hit rate of 56%, okay. which is only a little bit worse than a late first round running back. So that difference doesn't really isn't really going to bump him up for me. He's going to okay. stay in my RB2. Nobody's going to jump him, but he's he's not really shifting anywhere. Gotcha. Let, let's, like, go right down the line here then. I mean, it, it seems as though, like, it, it gets a little a little more uh, different as you work your way down, but right now Zach Charbonnet is, like, pretty much consensus RB3 almost anywhere you look. The NFL mock draft database has him that where Most people whose ranks are going to have him there. Basically saying he's going to be, like, you know, a mid-day uh, two pick. Uh, could be at the end of the second round. Um, you know, I don't think it really matters too much in the third. Your thoughts on Charbonnet and his chances of kind of increasing his value. He's currently sitting at the 110 in our uh, ADP. Yeah, I like Charbonnet a lot. Um, I like that he has good size. He has good production. You know, NFL teams are going to like this guy, and they're going to possibly use him as a three-down back. And like I just talked on, you know, that early second-round range, if he can be picked above 2.16, I mean, he – I really like him as a prospect, and that would bump him up in value for me, but it wouldn't bump him up over Gibbs, I don't think. All right, and then other running backs. Um, you know, From here, I think it's pretty wide open for, for what people prefer. Like, I've seen a chain. I've seen Evans. I've seen Spears. I've seen Tucker. Like, I've seen almost anybody's name kind of slid in here as the RB4. You know, what RBs, in your opinion, could, you know, stand to gain the most uh, value, could move up in ADP if the, uh, you know, draft day, day two goes their way? So I think the person who could probably move up the most for me is Dwayne McBride. Um, he has really good stats in my uh, model, and he has um, he has good size too, good enough to be you know a two down back to get some uh, pass catching work. Mm -hmm. But I would like I really want to say my RB four Sean Tucker. I'm really sure about him. I really like him, and he's going to be my firm RB four no, pretty much no matter what happens in the draft, as long as it's involved in day three. Love the call. Big Sean Tucker fan as well. I also think he's going to find his way into day two pretty safely. I think the one player that you know I've been kind of thinking about, and it's, you know, today is the day. It was his pro day. You know, Izzy Abaconda, I think some people are pretty low on him. Uh, but, you know, after his, his 40 that he ran, I just look at the guy and I'm like, all right, um, he's got good size, uh, good 40 time, good production, good athlete. Um, he checks the boxes, at least what I think, you know, NFL teams would be looking for. I mean, he honestly checks a lot of boxes for me as well. Um, you know, I'm starting to think that Izzy Abaconda has a case to, you know, be drafted in day two, probably in the third round more than likely. And our, and our mock draft ADB has him at the 303. Um, your thoughts on Izzy Abaconda, you know, is he going to be day two? Because I think he has a chance to really rise up there if he's like picked, you know, so he's a third round pick. I think he could definitely find his way into this mid-second. Yeah, I actually saw a tweet today. Uh, Abaconda has really similar measurables, and then that forty time to Brees Hall. You know, was one of the most athletic running backs I've ever seen as a prospect. 
And then Abaconda does have that good size. He has pretty decent production. And after this combine, I could definitely see him getting drafted in the third round. And if that happens, he should be, you know, at least a mid-second round rookie pick. Any other running backs you think have a decent chance in, in you know, getting to that day two um, that, you know, people aren't necessarily talking about as much? Um, after the combine, I would like Chase Brown to maybe sneak into day two. He has good size. He was one of the best combine performances of all the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than him, I really don't think – other than him, a chain, McBride, and a Conda that I've talked about, I don't think – I don't think there's really much else that could sneak into day two. With you. Shifting to the wide receiver group here, wide receivers that could stand to gain the most um, by good draft capital and move up in that ADP. Um, you know, we both, I think you said it this one, we both really like JSN sitting at the 104. I really like him there as well. Probably isn't going to move up that much. Um, so I, we can talk about it if you want. But, you know, after that, it's kind of wide open. You know, I, in my opinion, it, it seems like everywhere you look, there's different stats, different rankings on almost all these wide receivers after JSN. Um, you know, what wide receiver do you think stands to gain the most uh, value and rise the most in ADP if things go well for them on draft day? Somebody that could rise a lot is probably Josh Downs, if he were to sneak into the end of the first round, just because... I feel like we have a really clear sense on where a lot of these receivers are going to go. Like, you know, we kind of think Flowers is going to go in the first round already. We think Addison's probably going to go in the first round already. We think Hyatt's going to go in the first round. So Downs is probably my favorite guy that we could see sneak into the first round who would have then a value gain after that. I pretty much agree with you on there. It's, I think those are the, you really nailed the guys. I, I think Jalen Hyatt might be a fringe, but he's going to be right there. A couple guys I do kind of – one guy I, I at least want to talk about here is um, Tyler Scott. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have any strong opinions on Tyler Scott besides him having an elite first name. But, I mean, he's pretty much going undrafted right now um, in, our, in our ADP. Like, we're talking after the fourth round. Like, Tyler Scott, undrafted. Seen a couple ranks where people are super high on him. Don't totally get it. But – the mock draft database has him at pick 76. I mean, that's a day two pick. Um, he's a guy that I'm like, he's undrafted, not even in the fourth round. Yet there are some multiple mock drafts out there that are saying this guy can be um, a pick that goes on day two. You know, obviously for me, that would be a riser. Your thoughts on Tyler Scott? Yeah, I really don't have a strong opinion on him either. I mean, he's pretty athletic for his size. If he gets drafted day two, that would be really interesting, though, because he is an early declare. So a day two early declare with decent production and decent athleticism. I mean, yeah, I'd have to move him way up my board. I don't really have him, you know, I have him in my top 48, like 48 overall. But, I mean, he'd definitely move up to probably a late second, early third round pick for me. Understood, understood. And two other guys I think that I, I at least want to mention on here that I think could get decent draft capital that are going kind of late. Um, one's going to be Marvin Mims. He's going in the third round right now. And also Rasheed Rice. Both these guys uh, in our ADP, it's got Marvin Mims 302, Rasheed Rice 306. I think there's a real chance both these guys could end up going in on day two. And if they do go on day two, I do believe that there could be a bump for Rasheed Rice and Marvin Mims coming at the end of the second. Agree, disagree? I like both those names. Um, I had Marvin Mims written down as one of mine. Uh, they're both top nine in my wide receiver model right now. And I think, well, I have Marvin Mims actually as fifth right now uh, pre-draft. So I really like him if he gets, gets drafted day two. He'll be high on my board. And then another guy I'll throw in is Parker Washington from Penn State. If he gets day two capital, he would rise for me as well. 
And then I guess just something that we can touch on. I want to get your thoughts on it because I think it's kind of all over the place. Is Keishon Boutte, um, you know, we saw him in the first round pre-combine, came to the combine, uh, didn't do himself any favors uh, at the combine whatsoever. And now we're seeing him drop a bit to the 204. You know, there's been some concerns, um, you know, it's all rumors at this point in time, but there's some character things coming up, the injury stuff. Like, do you think that, like, Keishon Boutte is at 204, He's one of those guys where I just really have no idea what NFL teams are thinking and where he goes. Like, kind of more so voiceover, what your thoughts are on Boutte? Is the talent too much to turn away, or do we see NFL teams kind of turn away? And how does that affect his ADP? Yeah, I think um, it, his ADP is kind of a wait-and-see game right now in the middle. You know, if we see him go in the first round, he should move up maybe to 1.11 in ADP. If we see him go later, day two, he should probably move down to like 2.07, 2.08. And if he falls out of day two, he could really drop. He's a guy where, you know, he's very uncertain. And he's going to move a lot no matter really where he gets drafted because we'll have a firm sense of what the NFL thinks about him, like you said. That's what really matters. We don't know how these teams view him, and they're going to have to speak with their actions on draft day. Any other wide receivers kind of maybe go with like a deeper gut here, like guys that – wide receivers that, you know, no one – Excuse me, wide receivers that no one seems to be talking about or giving respect to uh, that you think has a chance to sneak into day three, or sorry, round three on day two? Uh, the only guys we haven't talked about that I think um, maybe could are like Puka Nakua from BYU or maybe A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Those are guys I keep an eye on. And lastly, maybe Xavier Hutchinson. Those are three deeper guys where, I mean, I'm interested in to see where they'll go in the draft. A.T. Perry, I think I've been on, like, this will be my third show talking about A.T. Perry, where I'm just, for me, it's just, like, you look at the production, you look at the size, you look at the speed, and it's just profiles as a wide receiver that NFL teams seem to like. So I, I think that a third-round NFL, like, third-round in the NFL draft day two um, is definitely not out of reach for A.T. Perry. That would not surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, his profile's not bad at all. Let's go to tight end. Close it out here, uh, talking these tight ends. Um, as of right now, um, our ADP has Michael Mayer right at that turn, 201, and then Dalton Kincaid at 209. But um, it seems like people think both these tight ends are going to go in the first round. Um, if that does happen, uh, what do you expect to happen? If that happens, I really don't expect these guys to move much in ADP. Kincaid could move up some, maybe mm-hmm. get closer to Mayer. But um, in my general philosophy, dra- doing rookie drafts, I just don't pick rookie tight ends until the late third. I mean – it's just too much of an investment for a player that typically is not going to produce early. And, you know, I want to take the athletic guys in the later rounds, like maybe Washington or Kuntz. Those are the two guys where I'd be drafting a lot of probably. It looks like, you know, Darnell Washington and Luke Musgrave have a, have a real chance of going uh, on day two, whether it be the second or third round. Um, right now, Washington's sitting in, in rookie drafts at the 304, Musgrave the 307. You know, if these guys end up do going, let's say like uh, Darnell Washington and, and Luke Musgrave, both of them are top 50 picks. You think they, you know, make a case for early second round? Uh, no, I don't think they go that high. Um, okay. I couldn't see him getting over. I mean, if we're looking right now, you know, Kincaid's thought to go in the first round. He's 2.09. Um, I think that... Washington's peak ADP would probably be around 2.08, 2.09 if he went okay. um, on a top 50 pick. 
any other tight ends out there you think could possibly surprise a bit in terms of you know where they find themselves in draft day drafting a little bit earlier maybe they, they take a slide or something like that um, one guy that could get drafted earlier is Sam Laporta. We know how Iowa likes to just produce and churn out tight ends. And I just want to reiterate Zach Kuntz. I mean, he's one of the most athletic tight ends we've ever seen. And if he gets drafted in the top five rounds, I'd say he should absolutely rise in his ADP above 411. That's going, to go, that's going to be all the positions. That's going to do it for who stands to move uh, the most in ADP due to draft capital. Um, we got a little bit of time here, so I'm always interested in, in asking this question. Sorry to prep it for you, but it, I think it shouldn't be too tough here for you. Um, you know, I, I, I'm always curious to see, like, you know, everyone talks about the first and second round guys, right? But, you know, when the third and fourth round come around, who are your guys that you're targeting in those later picks? We know they're dart throws. By the time we get to the third round, by the time we get to the fourth round, like, those are usually dart throws, right? Those are guys we're not expecting to really turn into much. We hope they do. But if there are guys that you are throwing those darts at, or there are those guys that you really think, you know, this guy probably has a better chance to succeed in the NFL, who are those kind of later, like, third, fourth round guys that you're targeting in your rookie drafts? So my general philosophy is in the later rounds, I'm just picking running backs. You know, at this point, the day two wide receivers are gone and the hit rates for day three wide receivers are terrible. So I'm just, you know, slamming running backs home. Um, Just real quick, in my database, I have that day three running backs have an overall hit rate of 14%, where day three wide receivers have an overall hit rate of 5%. So you're tripling your hit rate, just choosing to pick a running back over a wide receiver at this point in the draft. I love that. But then, so guys I'm targeting, I mean, Chase Brown, talked about him, super athletic. You want guys that are athletic and that have good size. That's Chase Brown. And that is, you know, Dwayne McBride, you know, Eric Gray. These are the guys that I'm targeting in the later rounds. And then again, like the tight end, you know, Cunson, Washington. Those are the those are the main later picks I'll be drafting a lot of. All right. That's going to do it, folks. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube or you have YouTube, please go to the JWB fantasy fantasy football youtube channel hit subscribe does a lot of good also under here there will be a link to the jwb discord there you can find this this mock draft data that we're talking about i mean we have almost 100 mock drafts done at this point in time if you want to get involved with some rookie mocks they're there or if you just want to talk football jump in the discord as well like and subscribe chris real quick plug the twitter plug the work yeah um, you can find me on twitter at chris miles 1017 um, you find my articles on dynastyfootballfactory.com, and I try to post a lot of rookie content, rookie hit rates. I try to compare, you know, things like that to show you who you should be taking in your rookie drafts. And if I could just end it with a question for you, Tyler. Hit me. If you had to have a favorite buy high among the rookie class, who would it be? A favorite buy high. Somebody who I'm just going to invest in because I think they're that dude. Yep. Uh, JSN, man. It's got to be JSN for me. Like, I so I think there's, like, there's never been a question about him being that dude for me, right? It's mm-hmm. always been, like, he dominated in high school in Texas, dominated in college when he was healthy, and it's like, I can t- I think that domination is going to continue, right? And a long line of successful Ohio State receivers, you can take that narrative if you want to, but I just think that this guy is the real deal. I see some people saying that, like, oh, you know, He's going to be like, you know, a slot receiver. He's not going to be a star. Like, I, I don't buy any of that at all. Um, you know, I, I think there's a world when we're talking like Garrett Wilson and, and Olave are being talked about as top 10 dynasty wide receiver assets right now, a year later. I would I would put money on that JSN uh, is in that same exact boat um, as we go. Like, if you're like, this is what I want to talk about buy high. If like somebody wants to get like fancy and take Anthony Richardson in the 104, um, 
you know, I, or and if for some reason JSN falls to 105 or 106, like I'd, I'd move a decent amount to, to get up there to, to try to get JSN if he drops below the 104. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, we don't really have a firm dynasty wide receiver three right now. It's just Chase Jefferson and then a whole tier. I mean, in a year we could find JSN at the dynasty wide receiver three. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm glad you feel that way. I am 100% with you, man. All right, that's going to do it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at FF Tyler. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. Bye.